Welcome to episode four of KY EdTech Sandwich. You got Brett Foster right down there. Yeah, Marty Park, right up there. All right. Hey, uh, real excited about today's show. It's jam-packed, got a lot of stuff. But first, want to uh, get to the sandwich here real quick. We are at Panera Bread Company. Um, raving raving Panera Bread um, and also raving uh, internet access at Panera. Um, I've got the, get you a good shot. I've got the almond chicken salad sandwich. I'm a huge fan of any kind of meat salad, Brett. Any kind of meat salad. Uh, what you got? That one looks pretty rough, buddy. Well, yeah, uh, why don't you show them what you <laughs> Kind of going against the rules here. And uh, no sandwich. Boom. That's salad. Uh, I got the uh, chicken Thai salad. <laughs> I'm on a uh, low-carb diet right now, so anything bread is not acceptable. So, so, so Brett's telling me he's getting ready for his, uh, let's say, 10th year reunion. Uh, let's double that. <laughs> 20 year reunion. My 20-year high school reunion is coming up this summer, so right. trying to drop about 15 before we get there in June. So. Wonderful. Hey, uh, like I said, we're real excited about today's show. We've got a lot of stuff, and we're going to have to go fast and furious to try to keep it under this 10-minute uh, mark. Okay, so first things first, I um, want to pull out something that, that I've needed for, for a while. Um, we talk about Prezi, and we've used Prezi quite a bit. Um, I want to first cut to this question um, from from one of our viewers, and this is a little cameo from John McMillan. Cut. So yeah, great question. If everybody uses Prezi, then does is it really just like PowerPoint? Well, let's go to Prezi real quick. Brett and I have been collaborating on you know a Prezi that we've done for um, a couple a couple sessions, and. Um, Brett, I don't know about you, but a real big important thing about Prezi is it's more collaborative right. than PowerPoint. And so right now we're in the same Prezi. Um, and you can see on my screen. I can see Marty on my screen. And I can see his icon, which is which is pretty powerful. So if we're through Skype or on the telephone or whatever, which I'm not sure who uses telephones anymore. But um, I can see where he is. We can talk about uh, which piece we're editing. Uh, the other thing I think about Prezi that um, is really important is it gets away, and this is not a great example, but most of the time it gets away from these big, huge bulleted lists um, in text. So it's more um, in some other ones that we've done, and, and we'll, we'll zoom in here. Um, but on some, some other Prezi's, you're going with just speaking points. And so in a presentation, we know that speaking points are more impactful than just lists of stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool. A tool that I want to share. I've had this problem since using Prezi of uh, not being able to use a remote and walk around the room because I like to walk around the room. Um, and so what I did is I took my Apple remote and I installed this little app called iRed Light, which really just takes over the remote itself. And um, you can program it to um, be anything. So it's totally programmable. And so I just programmed it for the right clicker and left clicker. So I'm going to play, I'm going to do a show. You mean right arrows and left arrows? Yeah, I said clicker. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. And so there's the clicker, and I'm just going to click the button, and I can go forward and backward. And that's all that I have this one programmed to do. Um, so now I can walk around the room and have these discussions um, while using my remote. 
That's pretty cool. But, you know, one thing that I found, Marty, is that um, that's a great hack if you are using the Apple remote. The, I've been using the one of the Logitech presentation remotes, and I found that it automatically linked to the front and back arrow keys on my keyboard uh, without me having to put any other software on um, my computer or anything like that. So that's another way to do it. But if you, a lot of people receive those remotes when they bought their Mac. So if you're you know, strictly using Mac and you already have that, it's a great way of just getting around that without having to buy another presentation remote. And I was really pumped about it until Mr. Foster busted my bubble and said, yeah, I've been doing that for a while with my Logitech. <laughs> but I did save money by not having to buy a remote, I guess. All right, what's next? What are we talking about next? Um, you know what? One of the things that I know that a lot of school districts are doing right now, Marty, is that they're using PayPal and some other software-based uh, applications in order to accept credit cards for both lunches and maybe even some other things that are like fundraising for schools and things like that. One of the things that I found that, uh, here recently and I actually just got for my own personal use is a, uh, a little application called Square uh, and it's at squareup.com and what it is and it's completely free for you to get an account with them and they'll send you this little um, dongle if you want to call it that this little square thing that goes into your iPhone um, and allows you to swipe credit cards and you can sync that directly to your account on Square directly to a banking account whether it be savings checking or whether it be a school account and I thought this would be a neat thing that if schools were having um, concession stand sales uh, and, or if they had some type, type of um, I don't know uh, products that they were selling like have like t-shirts or things like that and they wanted to accept credit or debit cards this would be a great tool for them to do that now there are fees that associate are associated with using this product but they're comparable to the other types of uh, fees that you see with PayPal and things like that they're also pr pretty comparable um, from what I've looked at to um, if you buy a scanning device or like you, any restaurant it's the same kind of thing. it's the same concept uh, like I said, I've got one of these strictly for like a, we're getting ready to have a garage sale hopefully in a couple of weeks. If people wanted to buy products that are a little bit larger and they didn't want to pay cash, uh, this would be an option for them to uh, to uh, slide their debit credit card. Cool. Um, one thing that I've been using recently, I use my SkyDrive quite a bit. Um, of course, there are limitations to SkyDrive. Um, you know, there's that 50 meg upload limit per file size, which kind of stinks because I do a lot of stuff with bigger files. Um, but there's certainly a ton of storage there, uh, and we all have, in Kentucky, uh, we all have access to that via our uh, live IDs or our LiveEDU accounts. Um, so it's kind of nice. I've been using it quite a bit. Um, I want to share Live Mesh. Um, Mesh hooks into, and it's Mac or PC based, but it hooks into your SkyDrive as just a separate folder. Um, one thing that got me onto it was this um, YouTube post from uh, Vanderbilt's CIO, um, and he was kind of going through and showing how he's using Live Mesh with SkyDrive, and so I have it installed, and I have my Live Mesh installed, and I can kind of see my icon here, and you can kind of tell it to sync or sign out or open window, but I just simply go and I choose a folder and sync it and it dumps that folder into my SkyDrive. Now it's in a, a little bit of an obscure location in SkyDrive, but you can find it pretty quickly. Um, and it works really well and it's quick. So anything in this, this folder I have leadership agenda, 
agendas, anything I add to that automatically syncs to my SkyDrive so I can keep them um, in contact. And it's this drag and drop approach um, to your SkyDrive, which is kind of something that we need. Which was kind of a limitation, in my opinion, about what you could do with the SkyDrive. Sure. Now, there are some limitations with Live Mesh that I think we yep. talked about. That's right. Uh, one, how does it work with proxies? Um, not great. Right. Um, not great. Uh, there are some things to work through, but I think if you do the bypass rules in your local proxy, um, or you have transparent proxy design, and you're and you're bypassing all Microsoft tools or whatever, just like normal, right. then then it does work work well. And there are also some limitations though too with the amount of files yes. you can have in there. Uh, I think it was five gig. Yeah. So you have 25 gig in your SkyDrive of right. storage space. Again, 50 meg chunks. Right. But with Live Mesh. That's strictly um, associated with five gig, um, and so that's actually five gig extra. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's only five gig. So if you want a live mesh with a folder that you have ten gig of stuff, I think you're going to have some trouble. I haven't pushed it to its limits, but that's the literature. Excellent. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, um, the, the SkyDrive is a, is a great resource to us, but I'm seeing more and more competitors in the market right yes. now coming into that space. Of course, now with the, the latest from Amazon. Uh, giving everybody uh, five gigs cloud, of space yeah. and cloud cloud uh, storage space for free with your Amazon account. Uh, it's very interesting to see how that's going to be incorporated. Um, I know I'm already starting to use some of that those resources. Out now, a limitation right now. that I found that you that we were asking talking about is the social piece, right? Right. So you cannot currently in Amazon share something with me. Right. I, I have not found the settings where I can actually share something with you. Yeah. But it does do some other cool things uh, that maybe we can talk about in an upcoming show. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, you know, one of the things that we're getting ready to do in. Um, my district is we're going through a significant network upgrade uh, and we've there are some school districts in the state of Kentucky who are already starting to do things like this one of those districts who has incorporated this type of um, kind of more of an open network uh, platform is Woodford County Schools in their high school uh, at the Woodford County High School and we're going to show you a brief video of how they allow students to log in and uh, use their own personally owned devices to get onto their network there. So here's that quick video showing how their new Whitford PodNet system, uh, how easy it is to use your own personal devices on their network. So, so tell me what you're doing. Okay, here is how our personally owned devices network works in Whitford County. I'm a teacher. I want to bring my own personal iPad into the Whitford County Schools network. Mm -hmm. And so I've received instructions to join Whitford PodNet wireless network, which we have just done. We are connected now to Woodford PodNet. When you do that, and you try to go somewhere, can I just hit this Google here? No. Not the Google app. Let's try... Not the Google app. You let's want try to... Safari. Yeah. Sorry about that. I've got it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh... Okay. So we're going to go to Safari, and we're going to refresh. Let's just... Try to go to Google or something. Ah. First thing you get is the PodNet personal devices registration screen. Mm -hmm. um, a little hard to see. Please click here to connect to the network, which is what we're going to do. Here's the network login page. Now, in order to log into PodNet, what you're going to do here is you're going to register this device with our network. And it's a very simple process of logging in. Just using in. your regular Active Just Directory. Just using account. your regular Active Directory username and password that you use 
for the network all the time. You'll use a training account? Oh, yes. I'll use a temporary account that we have. So for students and teachers, it's just, hey, use your account? Mm-hmm. Log into network with your account like you always do. And log in. The next screen is um, contains a copy of our acceptable use policy. It pulls your first name and last name out of Active Directory. So it pulls it straight from AD? So it pulls it straight from AD. You have to click the Agree button. I agree to the acceptable use policy. In order to register on our network, you have to click that you agree, and then you can click the Complete Registration button. It gives you the opportunity to read through right. the acceptable use policy if you need to. So now I'm going to complete registration. Network registration is in progress. This takes 15 to 30 seconds. While the device, um, welcome to Woodford County Schools, click here to obtain network access. Now you, you could click, but you don't actually have to. If you do nothing, it will redirect you to our Woodford County homepage, which now, so if I go to Google, I have web access, I've got application access, through, you know, applications like Apps. YouTube and, and Weather Channel and anything else that I might want to use. And so I'll register to the network. And so that is going coming from the Interis's snack box. That's correct. All right. All right. The registration, my username, which mm -hmm. is what I registered under, is registered with this device's MAC address on the NAC box. So, and that's a that's a registration that is good for however long we set it for. That's correct. Um, right now we have it set for 120 days. So the bottom line is, I can turn this off, take it home. When I come in and turn it on, it will remember PodNet, and it will also remember my registration. So I only have to go through this process once. And so, if you have some type of investigation um, situation where a student um, has, yeah, let's talk about know. that. Let's say a student, you are allowed students to bring in iPads. Students been uh, getting hinky on their iPad, and you have discovered uh, some strange traffic in your ISA box or TMG box. Because what happens is that uh, your ISA is recording um, where people went, when they went there, uh, via IP address. IP address. Right. Um, but the way we're doing this with the transparent proxy, it does not record the username. That's okay because the NAC log has the username tied to the MAC address and every IP address that this device has ever gotten. So if the IP address changes because of DHCP, right. that doesn't matter. So if you cross-reference those two logs, you have everything you need to find out not only what, when, and where, but who. Right. So Perfect. And which device. And which device. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, one other item. My, my mouse died. And I'm not a big mouse user. I use a trackpad quite a bit. Um, but sometimes on big projects, I, I like to use a mouse, and um, I can you know adjust the speed and, as much as possible and get fine-tuned on it. Um, so my mouse died, so I was in the market for a mouse. The Apple mouse is, what, for me, way too pricey. Um, found this this guy. This is the Microsoft Microsoft Arc mouse. Huh. Um, the other thing I like about it is it's not Bluetooth, and I, and I like that. Right. And so USB stick, um, plug it straight in. It's real compact and small. Um, but the arc mouse is pretty cool because you turn it on by just bending it. Wow. Um, you lay that down flat on the table and it kind of gives you the curve fill of the mouse. It gives you the curve. The other thing I like about it is you really got to check out the scroll. Listen. 
I don't have it plugged in. Uh, but the click. scroll, the scroll is actually a, a haptic feedback. So it kind of buzzes and you and as you scroll. So if I hold down command and scroll, it's a zoom. That's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty slick. Uh, really, I'm not a big mouse fan again, but again, this is probably the best mouse that I've seen and used. How much? You, how much was that? I got it on Amazon for 25 bucks. Pretty so, cool, and it's yeah. slim, so it fits in your bag pretty well. Yeah, cool. Also, <laughs> well, that's a cool tool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Hey, you know, one of the things that I always liked about using the Outlook client in um, for Exchange was to be able to create rules right. that I could drag different items from uh, that I get in my inbox over into different folders and actually take some actions on them immediately. Well, uh, a friend of mine who is actually a subscriber to our show, uh, Matt Johnson in Arkansas, he told me about this application called Hazel. Now, right now, it's only for the Mac, um, but what Hazel does, it kind of creates you, allows you to create rules uh, in other areas on your machine. So, for example, a great one that, uh, that he told me about is if you have a Dropbox account and you uh, are collaborating with people on a project, as soon as somebody drops something in Dropbox and, and it downloads onto you, into your Dropbox, it automatically, you can create a rule in Hazel to automatically grab that file and bring it over into another folder or into another area on your machine nice. that maybe you you check more frequently than in Dropbox. Um, so Hazel is just a great way of kind of creating rules for different uh, different things on your on your computer as and this and kind of like helping with the workflow, uh, helping with your workflow and making things a little bit more uh, streamlined and transparent. So check it out if you're interested in something like that. It is it's like only 22 bucks. Uh, maybe you can demo it for for two weeks for free. So Hazel, it's at noodlesoft.com/hazel. And and uh, since you know talk about automation um, and, and kind of some tools to do that, I use Automator um, okay. for for a ton of stuff. So it comes natively <laughs> on your Mac um, and, and uh, just set up rules and different things, and it's pretty nice as well. Excellent. Um, a little bit. I don't know if you'd say it's cheaper, but yeah, <laughs> at, at, at uh, no additional cost. I guess. No additional cost. Right on. Um, uh, a Web 2.0 site that, that I've been looking at, and I actually need some people to uh, help me test this out. So if you're watching this and want to participate, uh, Big Marker, uh, real-time social conferencing uh, with video, um, some archiving capabilities. But we're talking about um, this uh, synchronous or asynchronous approach to um, learning management kind of thing but in, in this terms it's a, a social conferencing so we can all be in different places and having the same conference or you've seen the term unconference right right, right. so um, I'm really looking forward to checking it out um, just signed up this weekend and I'd really like to uh, test it out with several people from my from what I understand it's multi-point video as well as publishing slides and PDFs okay and cool docs and stuff like that so it's actually pulling a lot of tools that we already use into kind of like one resource That's in order to right. kind of make it one application as opposed to using Skype and then some type of slide sharing application and things like that. Right on. Right I like on. it. Um, you know, Marty, what we do on EdTech Sandwich isn't that complicated. Nope. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are interested in maybe doing something similar to this. So uh, I think we have a challenge for those individuals. The challenge is perfect and I love it. So we're talking about viewer-created content. So if you would like to be a contributor to EdTech Sandwich and have your own show, 
um, what we're looking at doing is, is just continu continuing the numeration. So show number one, two, three, this is four. Uh, but if you would like to do show number five, we'll just give you the uh, intro and outro um, and let you do your own screen capture, whatever uh, mechanism you like to do that through, whether it's, you know, um, Camtasia, Cam Studio, something like that. And um, you jump right in and, and, and we'll give you rights to the blog and you post it yourself and it'll dump right into iTunes. Excellent. Speaking of iTunes. Speaking of, um, if you go to iTunes right now and you do a search for EdTech Sandwich, that's what I did up here, you will find that we are now on iTunes mm -hmm. and you can subscribe to us uh, in the iTunes store. So EdTech Sandwich, uh, or if you just do KY EdTech as well, it will you can find it that way as, as well. Uh, but check us out, subscribe, and uh, you can be your own star too if you accept the challenge. That's right. Star might be a little dramatic. <laughs> I'm a star in my own life. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen. Sandwich started cold. It's still cold, uh, but I'm hungry. All so right. We're gonna jump to it. So hey, guys. Uh, see you next time on Kentucky Head Tech Sandwich. Yummy! And we're driving to see the cats.